Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. On the Zoom call with us is Chris Kinder from the city of Erie, as well as Melinda Meyer from the city's historic uh, commission and also from Preservation Erie. Thank you folks so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joel. Thank you. Glad to be here. Alrighty, so we're celebrating the the first locally designated historic landmark, and that's the Meyer Building uh, there at 15th and State, otherwise known uh, to locals here as PACA, chock full of creativity. What is it? Five stories of of uh, theater and ceramics and uh, photography studios and art galleries and so on. Uh, so, Chris, let's start with you here. First off, I know you've been working super hard with public input and things. You had those meetings, what, in November and December. Um, yeah. Did did those come into play in, in designating this as your first building here? You know, No, not really. Um, we've been talking about um, – you know, in 2020, 2021, we created, the city of Erie created a historic overlay zoning district uh, amendment, um, which allowed for the creation of locally designated historic landmarks and districts. Um, and right off the bat, PACA was one of those buildings that was mentioned because of the, the support of Mark Tannenbaum. Um, it really seemed like a building that would be fairly easy to, to have designated and one certainly worthy of des- local designation. Um, it's already a building listed on the National Register of Historic Places. In fact, I think believe it's Erie's newest uh, listing on the National Register, and that happened in 2021. Um, so it, it just seemed like a, a perfect building, uh, a perfect way to to get this program started, to kind of show uh, the people of Erie that we're not we're not in it to just kind of. Uh, do some just kind of tell people what to do with their buildings but but really show people why these places matter why they're important how they can be used Um, and and we're really excited to have uh, the Meyer building or PACA um, as our first designation. Melinda you know when you were on the show we were talking about you know uh, what what buildings to focus on not every building can be saved but PACA certainly has good bones and is worthy of this designation talk about that. Yeah, so the PACA building, uh, which as you mentioned, is also known as the the mayor building, is a great example of a building built by a local contractor. So Henry Mayer, uh, he owned Mayer Brothers Construction Company. Uh, we're talking about the late 1800s um, into the first half of the uh, 1900s. And he, you know, his construction company was really responsible for building Uh, what I think we would refer to as the modern city or modern Erie city. Um, PACA is just one example. There are a couple of other Henry Mayer buildings that are also standing, but they, they really are evidence of this major construction boom that occurred uh, at the turn of the century where Erie really was coming of age, right? We see Erie's first uh, skyscrapers, uh, high rises, right, built during this era, uh, and so the the mayor building uh, again stands as a testament to that to that era. 
So as the Historic Review Committee, as you're looking at these buildings, uh, um, what is your process there? And, uh, and you know, is, is, the, is the plan to, like, do these one at a time as far as historic, uh, you know, landmarks, the, these local designations? So I'll answer your second question first. So no, they they don't have to be done one at a time. Okay. Uh, it is it is a lengthy process, and really the reason it's lengthy is because not only does the property owner submit a nomination, that nomination is then reviewed by the Historic Review Commission. We recommend it to the Planning Commission. It then is reviewed by the Planning Commission. The Planning Commission um, recommends local designation, which requires a change of zoning. So then from the Planning Commission, it goes up to City Council. Once it hits City Council, um, again, because it's a, a change to the zoning, it requires a public meeting and then two readings of City Council. So it is a lengthy process. I think what we'd like to see is maybe um, us collecting nominations and have maybe groupings of nominations be put forward at one time rather than one at a time, just because of that process. But as far as um, kind of what makes a good nomination, you know, most folks have, have at least heard of the National Register of Historic Places. This is the nation's list of of uh, historically or architecturally and or archaeologically significant places. And the criteria can be pretty strict. Um, so we have a number of kind of interesting buildings and places in the city of Erie that would never meet the criteria for the National Register. Oh. They just don't meet that level of being, um, you know, significant. And so the local designation allows us to really look at that local significance. Uh, is, it, is it important to um, the history of the city? Is it important to the people of the city? Um, is it an important architectural style uh, or is it is an important building created by uh, an eerie builder? Um, you know, those those kinds of things may not a building may not meet the National Register criteria, but certainly it's important for the eerie community. Right. Right. So I would imagine um, architects of the day would also make something important uh you know, uh, I'm not sure if there was a famous architect uh, uh, or, you know. Uh, we have C. Paxton Cody, uh, okay. who was a, a local architect, right? Um, the work that uh, was done by him uh, certainly would meet uh, local significance. And even the work of Henry Mayer would, mm -hmm. would meet local significance, but again, may not, may not reach that level that's required for the National Register. And so the, the, the local designation allows us to to acknowledge or or designate those buildings that um, are important to us locally. So, Chris, talk about this. There there are national designations, and there's also state designations. And now we have this local layer. Is that how this works? Yeah, I, the National Register is kind of the the um, the most honorary, notable. Registration, the gold standard um, kind of thing, yeah. It kind of, yeah, the gold standard. I mean, it, 
but it's it's honorary, right? Um, um, it, it it really does come with a plaque <laughs> that you have to purchase, right? But it's it's an honorary designation that says that this building is significant to the local area, to the state, or to the nation. Um, and and a local designation is is a little different. It's also very honorary. I mean, it's it's identifying buildings and places that are significant, especially to Erie. Um, but it also gives a layer of protection to those buildings, whereas people such as PACA have invested in that building, uh, the designation gives a layer of protection so they see that that building um, continues to be an important part of the community. I want you to d- dive in on that layer of protection because I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do is encapsulate what this designation means, you know, in an economic uh, impact as well as in a preservation uh, um, impact uh you know, so that because we do have this tendency around Erie to tear stuff down and, you know, mm. you know, uh, 50 years later, we're still mourning the loss of the Hotel Lawrence. Yeah. So, I mean, things like that. So um, when you say it provides a layer of protection, does that mean that let's let's say somebody wanted to scoop in and buy that mayor property um, and they, you know, and they're trying to, you know, build a you know, uh, a shopping mall, which is the most stupid thing that would be because nobody builds shopping malls anymore. But anyway, you know, at least not in downtowns. The, I mean, if somebody want to swoop in, uh, does that allow like government authorities to protect that from demolition or? Yes, it requires a review process. So, you know, if somebody unfortunately wanted to come in and purchase PACA, which I don't see that ever happening. Yes. But if somebody wanted to come in and purchase one of these these structures built or that are that are locally designated um, and wanted to tear it down, make uh, extreme changes to the exterior, that designation requires a review by the Historic Review Commission to make sure that the designs of the building are appropriate to keep it historically accurate. Uh, and it really just focuses on that exterior. We don't say anything about what goes on on the inside of the building. It's just the exterior, what is viewable from the public right of way. Um, and that offers a layer of protection to say that this building's important. We want this building to remain important. We want it to appear as it did when it was constructed um, because it's an important part to the city. Um, you know, if, if somebody wanted to tear it down, it offers a layer of protection. Um, not long ago, we lost the, that Greyhound bus station on Perry Square that and, and a lot of folks didn't want to see that go. Um, and, and that kind of is, is part of the reason why this whole review process, the Historic Review Commission was triggered is because we were losing buildings like that. And there was no layer of protection to say these buildings are important and here's why they should remain uh, or offer the incentives to keep them around. All right, so let's talk about incentives and and, and uh, Melinda, you know, you kind of know the lay of the land as far as you know, federal and state and and local funding. Does this local designation um, make it easier, uh, especially with the mayor building having been on the national register? Are there funds out there, federal, state, local? That will allow you know to fix the roof to replace the you know, we you know we heard about the half million dollar elevator. There's stuff that needs to happen in a lot of these buildings. Uh, you know, I'm I'm acquainted with the old forward hall. You know, it 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 needed a roof when when the organization I was involved with owned it. We, you know, it was a it was a huge undertaking. Where where the dollars lie? 
Yeah, so I, I think that with state and federal funding uh, and or tax incentive programs, you're still going to see that connection to the national register and or eligible for listing on the national register. Uh, I think where you see the local designation um, really come come into play is, is for some of the local uh, local grant programs and or um, incentive programs. And please know that uh, we don't necessarily have all the answers at the moment. This historic preservation is new and being developed as we speak. And so something that we've kind of prioritized as both uh, the, the city and the Historic Review Commission is um, lining up uh, resources for property owners of, of historic resources that are included or, or um, designated locally as being important. Um, what the city has done uh, is set aside uh, some of their American Rescue Plan Act funding to support a historic rehabilit a historic building improvements grant program, uh, which will fund um, restoration and or rehabilitation projects on uh, historic properties. And this is open to both uh, residential property owners as well as commercial property owners. Um, so uh, owners can uh, apply for up to $15,000 for a variety of project types. Um, and then the, the applications and their proposed projects uh, are reviewed then by the Historic Review Commission, um, uh, which Right makes determines on on which applications to fund and and which ones may need further revision or or may not meet the guidelines um, or the intent of the program. So that grant program is actually being administered by the Redevelopment Authority of the City of Erie in partnership with Chris and the Historic Review Commission. I'm getting a text in from our our text line here at the radio station. Does the historical designation require review? or permits for repairs or restoration, do they still have to go through the, the typical, um, you know, building permit process, Chris? Yeah, yeah, so it, it's, it's the same, really. Um, if a building, if, if say we created a, or had a, a local district that was designated um, and somebody who owned a building within that district wanted to um, do some porch repairs or, or do a project that required a building permit, um, that building permit, they would apply for a building permit, and that building permit would need a certificate of appropriateness, which just means it would have to go to the Historic Review Commission to make sure that the designs, you know, they're, they're not making um, significant changes to the appearance of the building, um, things of that nature. Do it, we have do we have process. designated districts yet? Not yet. Okay. Not, not local districts. Um, those are those are coming. We're in talks with with a, f a few different locations about uh, doing a district. It's going to be a slow process to get there. Nothing we're going to you know push down on, on, on folks just yet. But we do want to have those conversations because um, those designations are important. And, and there are plenty of studies to show that local designations and these types of zoning protections do um, increase property value and, and, and help properties maintain their value. And, and that's something we want, we think is important to the city of Erie. I want to talk about capital stacks for a second here, because one of the unfortunate things about the PACA building is that it's south of the tracks, which puts mm -hmm. it outside of the mm -hmm. traditional, I don't know if you want to call it opportunity zone census right. track or, or what have you. And, you know, we ran into that too, that, you know, these census tracks, 
they all depend on what side of the street you're on half the time. And, uh, and so it seemed like, at least for PACA, according to our reporting, it's outside of all of those, uh, uh, yeah. those carve-outs. What, what would you guys recommend? Uh, are we talking that at least with the designation, would they be more in favor of an RCAP kind of funding from the state? Should they be talking to their legislator about all this? What, what are your thoughts, Melinda? Uh, so that's a great question. And and quite frankly, there's no simple answer to that, because when you look at the footprint for, of the downtown improvement district, you look at the the footprint or the boundary for the opportunity zones. I mean, those those took legislative action to create. Right. So to revise those is is going to be a challenge for PACA. So, I, yeah, I, I think that they're so. So first of all, I would also mention that PACA has done an amazing job identifying and securing funding from sources that do support their work. So as a nonprofit agency, uh, they are actually, um, they have a number of funding programs that they can access. Um, again, just with that 501c3 designation um, that many of our commercial properties that are income producing, right, for-profit entities cannot access. Uh, so in that sense, PACA does, you know, does have their 501c3 designation going for them. Um, they've utilized ECRA funding. They've utilized... Um, uh, DCED funding, right? Lots of different funding sources. Um, and I think that they should continue to do that. Uh, as far as as far as opening up other doors, uh, I'm 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 not entirely sure of of what direction they need or what direction they're heading and or what type of funding they need. Um, certainly there are grant opportunities uh, that are coming out with the Infrastructure and Job Acts, uh, as well as the American Rescue Plan Act, right? There are funding programs being creating being created through those grant programs that will support support sustainable design for buildings. And I know that Mark has said uh, he very much wants to look at sustainable design for the PACA building. Um, uh, there is at least one historic preservation funding program available through the state that if he hasn't looked at already, he needs to, to look at that closely uh, for, through that program. It's the Keystone Historic Preservation Construction Grant Program. He qualifies for up to $100,000 in construction funding. It does need to be matched dollar for dollar, but it's a great source of funding for him. Chris, I want to ask you, you know, when, when, when this ordinance was made, when we have the when we have city council involved, should there not be a little spiff, something on the city budget uh, that, you know, that goes with the with the plaque? You know, should there not be something there? Well, I, I would definitely support such a measure, right? I mean, any program in the city would, would like to have, you know, a line in, in the city budget to, that, that specifically funds that. And we hope to do that one day. I mean, that's not something mm -hmm. that we're, um, that we haven't ruled out. I hope that that could happen. We're also talking about other policies, um, other uh, incentives. You know, we, we've talked a little bit about um, property tax abatement, things like that. Something okay. that in provides an extra incentive for for building owners in these districts or these landmarks to really want to um, invest uh, in, into this this program. Um, you know, like like I said, I mean, we we could talk about. The, the facts that the studies show that that 
historic preservation can play a vital role in economic redevelopment and, and maintaining property values, and we, we believe that's valuable. But that doesn't mean we don't need to do some work to create other incentives um, that bring people along, that, that help people understand why this is important. Last minute with Chris Kinder and Melinda Meyer. Uh, so what what's your next step at the Historic Review Committee? Do you have multiple properties that you're looking at now? Um, what's next? Yeah, we, we've got a few locations. We recently had just an introductory basic talk about potentially State Street being being a, a district. We're still talking about West 6th Street. Um, there's a number of locations. There, there is a lengthy list of landmarks in Erie that, that we could talk about designated individually, but we really want to talk about districts. Um, there are a number of great um communities in Erie that would be great for uh, local designation with a thing about Federal Hill, mm, um, State yeah. Street. Um, there's just a number of communities and, and business districts throughout Erie that that would do great and I think would be uh, do really well uh, and, and really benefit from being designated. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much, Chris Kinder from the city, uh, Melinda Meyer from Preservation Erie. Appreciate you unpacking all of this about PACA, our very first locally designated historic landmark. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Joel. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.